And welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every X-Men story from A to Z. I'm Adam. And I'm Zach. Oh, Adam. <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about today? We're talking about you. Uh, we are talking about how I did it all for the nookie. What? The nookie. What? So you can take that cookie and stick it up your what? Stick. I'm sorry. I'm just reminiscing about how Fabian Nicieza invented new metal several years before it appeared on the radio. And uh, yeah, guys, we're talking about Adam X, the extreme. Yeah, are you talking about Adam Niamari? <laughs> are you talking about the, the, the lost prince of the Shi'ar empire? Well, we're going to unpack some stuff today because we've had Adam X on the program before, not the actual Adam X, but we've talked about Adam X before, but uh, we're really going to get into it. I feel like every time we've talked about Adam X, because it's happened twice. Yes. It's been a good time. So high hopes. And to stack the deck in our favor, we decided to bring in an Adam expert. You may know him from the podcast Super Sons. It is Dan McMahon. Dan, how you doing? I am fantastic. Long-time listener, first-time caller. That is uh, that is true. This is a true thing. And do you know what else is true? Uh, there's lots of stuff that's true. Face tattoos, braids, <laughs> blades, backwards baseball caps that have X-Men logos on them, but I'm not sure why. There's all kinds of things that are true. I was just going to say that it was true that Dan supported or supports the show on Patreon and huh. he requested the first story that we're covering today. And I didn't realize that. And I was like, Hey Dan, you're a big X, uh, Adam X fan. You want to be on for our Adam X episode? And then I looked <laughs> at it later and he had suggested it. Uh, so it should be a good time. I, I imagine that we are all very excited for this one. Well, uh, what is the first story that we're doing here, Dan? What, what is this? Uh, it is the X force special. It's two, right? It's the second Yes. yes. X-Force Annual number two, written by friend of the show, Fabian Nicieza, with art by Tony Daniel. Do you think that Fabian would like us calling him a friend of the show? I'm like 50-50. Um, I mean, I think we call everybody that's been on the show a friend of the show. And I, I think that he would appreciate, uh, the if he doesn't want it to be taken seriously, the irony of it. Um, but we value Fabian greatly. So I, I think, I think of okay. Fabian as my personal best friend. So <laughs> in one of the editor notes, he calls himself Fabe. So Fabe. I, I can't get over that. It's always going to be Fabe now to me. <laughs> uh, <sighs> maybe we have to know him a little better to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know he if Daddy Fabe wants to. Daddy Fabe. Daddy Fabe <laughs> did put it in the comics. So I think we can call him that. But no, uh, so this issue is the first appearance of Adam X, the extreme. What's interesting about this is this is something that Marvel comics was doing across the board uh, in 1994. All of their annuals had a new character being introduced with a super cool trading card. And do you know how many of those characters got a second appearance? I think it was just the executioner and Adam X. That's probably it, right? And uh, I am like 90% sure. And now I have to check. But 
I believe it was Genus Vell, uh, one of the Captain Marvels who oh. showed up in Silver Surfer Annual number six. Oh, we got to be careful how you say that. We're going to we're going to delve into that in a little bit. Yeah, we're going to we're going to dig into it. But there were three of all of the Marvel characters that ever showed up again. And only <laughs> one matters. Uh, yeah, OK, that's fair. That's fair. Janice Bell, possibly the worst Captain Marvel. We'll get into it, though. I don't see how you get worse, but we, we'll, we'll tackle that in a couple minutes. There's nothing <laughs> below rock bottom. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Dan, what happens in this story? So in this story, Adam X is a bloodhound for, is his name Strong? Martin Strong? Yeah. Yep. Martin Strong. Um, and he's been collecting mutants for this at one point, I think they describe it as a cushy um, facility where he's, you know, trying to cure mutinage, as, you know, every story does. Sure, um, as you do, as Beast did. <laughs> um, and I think Boom Boom uh, comments on it at one point, and she's like, ain't that been done several <laughs> yeah. times already? <laughs> Happens all the time, she says. Um but throughout the story, uh, he actually takes on all of X-Force in his first introduction. And he uh, wins, which is nuts. Like, that's that's a way to introduce a character. Say, I'm so much cooler than all of you, and I'm going to beat you all up with my mutant power of... Guys, I feel like this is a very in-the-know podcast at this point. I don't think we've thoroughly explained Adam X. Well, His mutant about- power is to set your blood on fire. <laughs> And he walks around with knives and blades strapped to him to and ease that, in them. That is how he beats X-Force, is that he sort of dodges and bounces around them like a gymnast and then says, ha ha, look, I give you all little nicks like you cut yourself shaving and then goes, and they all go. <laughs> um, I think, don't quote me on this, I never deal in definites, but isn't he a trained Shi'ar warrior? Sure. Yeah, Look, again, guys, here's the, here's the dirty secret. We're just covering all but like two 616 Adam X stories in this. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to get to all of his background in just a minute. And maybe we should have started with that, but who cares? He has long braids and he wears a backwards baseball cap. And I assume a denim jacket, though I'm not sure. Sometimes. He's nuts. I love the dude. He has a soul patch. He's he wild. Face tattoos. He does have some Shi'ar face tattoos. Yep. He's got those. I, I don't know how to describe them other than like McFarlane eyes. Yeah, like he shading does. and all that stuff. Are his gloves fingerless? Because I feel like they should be. Uh, I know they have Wolverine glo- like claws in them. That's right. That's right. He has he has some Wolverine gloves too, and all of his speech bubbles are sharp. They have an extra bubble on him and it has points <laughs> yeah his his speech has blades to it so uh anyone want to take a gander at what adam x sounds like i don't know oh, does adam he sound x like 100 from south jersey <laughs> does he sound like he's from corn like what, what is <laughs> like what... Uh, I feel adam, like... adam x is for a character who came out in 1994, he is essentially what I think of when I think of new metal, which is it's just a weird thing. Like, 
Dude owns three to seven pairs of Jinkos. I know that for a fact. <laughs> He's not owned a wallet that hasn't had a chain attached to it. This is just who he is, and we need to embrace him. Do you yeah. think? Do you think that like as Adam X has grown out of continuity, that perhaps he's like a juggalo today? No, no, you don't think no. you're on that road <laughs> in 2003. Yes. Uh, I think today. Oh, this is a tough one. He definitely has a SoundCloud today, but that's all I've got right now. Oh, I uh, love that idea. Maybe he's like a SoundCloud mumble rapper. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be fun um i mean but, he already has the face tattoos so he's kind of halfway there yeah so here he's like assassin for hire um in you know x-force's defense they are down feral cannonball and siren because cannonball and siren are trying to rescue feral from strong's warehouse yeah because they um, got internships there like like it's easy <laughs> like internships right. growing an internship tree right um, and this is a 64 page annual. So there's a lot of content here. This is, this is more than just two, you know, regular sized issues. So, you know, there has to be some subplots going on. But are there, cause essentially Adam X just says, I'm going to capture X-Force and he goes back to his employer and says, I didn't capture X-Force. And then they find Adam X and they're like, let's team up and take down your employer. And Adam says, okay. Let me uh, interject for one hot second. You may. <laughs> um, so I think one of the biggest things in this issue that I, I, I guess clung to um, is the fact that there's all this, I guess it's kind of subtle, is him wanting to join something. He doesn't mm -hmm. have a place. He's lost. He doesn't have memory. And Strong is promising to give him his past back. And he's taken hold of his identity. So Adam doesn't have his own. So he's just kind of absorbing the world around him like at one point he's brooding on top of his spaceship staring at x-force from like my almost a mile away just watching <laughs> them and just wanting to be a part of like their group like he just wants friends he's and like just, an annoying little brother that uh really wants to hang out and play hockey or something yeah the third son's he's, brother he's going <laughs> a little too hard with what he thinks is cool and and this is this is the grand unifying problem about Adam X, is that I know what Fabian was going for. I know what his long-term plot for this was going to be, and he was definitely going to explore those themes. But because he veered so hard into the extreme direction in his early appearances, and then never got a chance to really develop the character more, it it doesn't necessarily come through his intentions don't always come through i can see what he was going for but that's not what i think of when i think of adam x oh absolutely i don't well, think anything like that's yeah. on the page i mean people remember it because of, you know adam x was a ridiculous character but dan's not wrong if you look at the last page of the annual uh before you get to the awesome pinup art um that he's literally looking at a flyer that says do you wish to find a place where you could just fit in and there you go there there's your character uh motivation right there for adam x okay okay but he did get invited to join x force they did say hey dude you want to hang out yeah and he x said no. cool i think he's in that point <laughs> i think adam x is in the point of his life where he needs to learn to love himself before he can love someone else <laughs> well i think we, yeah we and he may have gotten to that point in continuity but then uh you know yeah. fabian wasn't around to keep it going yeah he got uh, it 
So if you've never read this before, we'll spoil that um, the villain in this issue, Strong, does turn out to be just a body for like a little baby fish person. Yeah, um, he's he's a dude inside a bigger dude. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, that his whole image was like, whoa, I, I did not see that coming. And I'll, <laughs> I'll say Tony Daniel, I don't think 90s Tony Daniel is necessarily my favorite artist like he i think greg capullo who was his contemporary on x-force at the time does a much better job with these characters but tony daniel doesn't do a bad job with it it's a perfectly reasonable issue capullo also does um they actually become counterparts again in my universe um with batman and oh. capullo actually does one of the best batman designs ever Tony Tony S. Daniels is like a huge artist for Batman, and I think right. he wrote him for a while, but he was never like my artist. Mm-hmm. Good, good art though. Adam, Adam, you were you were you were a lad when this was coming out. What was the uh, <laughs> what was the initial reaction to uh, Mister X Dream? I don't think anybody ever really took this very seriously, you know, <laughs> especially because. You know, right off the bat, he's like becoming chums with Shatterstar. And there's a, a huge parallel between what they what I think Nicieza was going for with Shatterstar mm-hmm. and what he's going for with Adam X. I mean, they're agree very, very similar outsiders looking for a home, looking to fit in somewhere, trying to acclimate to an entirely new world's worth of culture. Um, obviously that got played up a lot more with Shatterstar, but you know, Adam X was always a bit of a trading card joke, um, to an extent, but I think there's, there's stuff you could work with here. That's fun. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is stuck around for better or for worse and mostly just in people's minds and hearts, but he, he does exist. Now, Dan, sure does. what, what made you want to select this issue for us to discuss? <laughs> So I was thinking, I was talking about this last night with Charlie. Um, Charlie Davis, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, And I was like, originally I loved Adam because of this. He is nobody's favorite X-Men. He's kind of this new metal joke. But after reading this issue and like sitting down and being like, wow, Adam X really makes me sad. Because like there's this framework for a good character but he never got the chance to become a good character. Um, He's just the one who cried when he killed or he tried to kill strong. Um, I think the other issue um, brought that home even more for me, but now I think I accidentally made myself into a Adam X, the extreme truther. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) It's not hard. You know, there's, there's a lot to, uh, to theorize about. Yeah. Um, given I, what limited information we have on the page. I think for me, I love Adam X. I do not like Adam X. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't actually want to read a uh, Adam X ongoing. I would love for one to exist, though, and I love the idea of it. Oh, I yeah. It, I'd love I a Maxi. Sure. I, I think it just depends on who's you know, who's going at it, you know, it does need a a delicate touch and a really smart way of bringing it to now. Um, Or, or, or you just have Chris Sims and Chad Bowers do it uh, and just make it a fun nineties romp. And I'd be also okay with that. Hey, they brought him back in X-Men 92 and it was pretty fun. 
Yeah, yeah. he said it was time to get extreme. <laughs> That's all I want from Adam X. Like, just have him show up and say something extreme. Ah, he's good. Uh, but I think the true test of how good he is will come on our list. Now, Adam, not X, Adam Wreck. Hey, uh, hey. We should start calling you Adam X because you're Adam and on an X-Men podcast. I oh, don't boy. think I'll get confusing at all. <laughs> uh, but I'll allow it. We have 198 stories on our list of every X-Men story ever, uh, starting with our top three of Days of Future Past, Astonishing X-Men Gifted, and God Loves Man Kills. In uh, our bottom three of NYX, X-Men Phoenix Legacy of Fire, and The Draco, which I just I just read something or watched a video about the entire Chuckles the Truckles run uh, recently. <laughs> Is that what we're calling him now? Oh, yeah. He calls himself Chuckles. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. Own it. Own it. No, he's great. Uh, Chuck Austin, I bet you're an awesome person. Your X-Men's bad, and you've heard that, and that's fine. <laughs> uh but we've got we've got 198 stories on here, and I'm going to tell you what the the highest this story could ever possibly go is. And this is my hard hard ceiling. Okay, it's not better than X Force 29 and 30. Adam X the Extreme is back, and things have never been deadlier. Where Adam X and Shatterstar fight in arcades, murder world. That is also my ceiling. Uh, I immediately highlighted that 165 on the list um, because. That's the the appearance that I remember. You know, yeah. I, I don't really recall this annual as much, even though it has a little bit more character development to it. But having Shatterstar and Adam X team up and, and making for a really fun, good team up and go up against Arcade, even though it really doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it's, it's really bonkers. Fun. Yeah. Um, so how low do we want to go i mean i think this is a pretty serviceable annual it's it's a good introduction to the character and you know it tells a, a 90s-esque tale of woe for um you know a, a group of people trying to eliminate mute uh mutants and x-force stopping them um you're not going to remember it you know very distinctly unless it was something that was around in your childhood um or or maybe you I don't know, Dan, you look back on this pretty fondly, right? I I do, but okay. I, I won't, I'm not going to go up to bat for this one. I will go back up to bat for the other one. Okay. Yeah, that's understandable. So here's what I'd say. This is probably better than our 169 uh, X Factor Judgment War. And I don't like it as much as 167 Cable the Long Way Home, where Cable goes to Genosha and fights Sugar Man. I'm with you. So I would put this at 168 and put this ahead of Curse of the Mutants. What do you think about that? I think I hate Curse of the Mutants. So, <laughs> so you're okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with that. So this is our uh, new number 168, X-Force Annual number two. Perfect. All right. Now, the next story that we're going to talk about is... Mm, let's save the pathos for the end. Let's talk about the bad story. Oh, oh. Well, this is where Dan's uh, Adam X trutherism is really going to come to uh, fruition because when we interviewed uh, Fabian, he talked to us about 
this Miss Marvel run, which I Captain doubt. Marvel. Again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep. You did that off air. I think you've done it on air. Uh, sorry. It's uh, I apologize. Uh, Captain Marvel run that I don't think many people even knew existed, let alone have read. But it does feature um, Mr. Adam X in a supporting role. And this was how Fabian tried to squeeze in the origin story of Adam X into one of these issues. Yeah, uh, so this is this is what happens. Uh, this story written by uh, Fabes and uh, with pencils by Ed Bennis. Oh boy. Is a story <laughs> about Genus Vale, who is Captain Marvel's son? Mm-hmm. Not even his good son. He's like the third worst kid because Captain Marvel has, uh, what is it, Teddy from the Young Avengers. That's his kid. And he's better than this by far. Hulkling. And uh, what is, uh, Philovel is better than him. So easily Captain Marvel's worst, worst kid, I think. Yeah, I think on a scale, he's the worst kid. He's the Job of the Marvel family. <laughs> I mean, and it's worth noting that, you know, a lot of people pick on Adam X for being this very corny uh, caricature of like, you know, 90s excess. But... <laughs> I don't know what the heck Fabian is trying to get across with this character. It is uh, this drug and drink addled alien superhero who speaks in what? It, what is it? Calcula slang. That's where he's from is Calcula. It's very bad. And you can't really understand what most people are saying. And there's a, plot here about being framed for blowing something up and eventually that do you know who's framing to, him do you know who's framing him i believe it's eric the red it's eric the red <laughs> dan were you expecting to see eric the red um i was not and i was not expecting um what happens to eric the red yeah this is a this is an interesting story but I, I do want to touch right before we leave on uh, Janice Vell because uh, he does suck, but he has what might be my favorite line in comics ever. One that I started <laughs> crying after I read and I sent it to my wife who normally hates this stuff and she starts cracking up. Janice Vell talking to his friends over a beard does say, I'd rather be 19 and horny than three and stupid. <laughs> and i just... don't know what that means but i love it it's kind of a perfect distillation of this character um you also have to realize that he's having that conversation with rick jones um <laughs> which just adds a whole nother dimension of stupidity to it um but adam x is uh i guess sent after this Captain Marvel, who doesn't like to be called Captain Marvel. No, he wants um, to be called Legacy. And similar oh, to how in the last story we covered, he then turns on the person who sent him. He does the exact same thing with Eric the Red, demanding his origin story. So um, I guess we're just going to rank the issues two and three that Adam X appears in. Which volume is this? This, this Captain is Marvel volume, volume three. We do need to talk about what Adam X's st origin story actually is. Well, Dan, I would, would like you like you guys, to do the honors? Yeah, Dan, can you walk me through this? Because Fabian <laughs> was like convinced that this explains everything. I'm not so sure. I think this may have confused me more than I was before. <laughs> okay. Um, distilled 
TLDR, um, when what is what is Scott Summers' mother's name? Catherine. Catherine was on the Shi'ar planet. Um, she had a child with the Mad Lord who has Adam, and then he loses his memory, and then he's on Earth, and he doesn't know he's the third Summers brother. No one knows he's the third Summers brother. Technically, we don't know he's the third Summers brother. Um, but you know who does know? Eric the Red. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing about that. You say Catherine Summers, but what you really mean is that Eric the Red says Adam was born of a human woman in yeah. Shi'ar space. And that's it. And then then it's nothing. Yeah, then because... it's nothing. They don't look, I've been into Marvel space. There's more than one human out there. Like, don't tell me that Catherine Summers was the only human woman in Shi'ar space ever. Like Eric Eric the Red was sending people down to Earth for reasons that I or not Eric the Red, the Mad Emperor De Ken was sending people down to Earth for reasons to attack their uh attack their planes and capture their people. Yeah. But like in I, your yeah. in your hearts of hearts, you want it to be Adam. <laughs> oh absolutely. There's no question in my mind. Hashtag except no Vulcans. Um No, I accept also Vulcan. I don't like the idea that there's only three Summers brothers. I think Gambit is Scott Summers' brother. I think Vulcan <laughs> is Scott Summers' brother. I think Adam X the Extreme. Apocalypse, also Scott Summers' brother. Imagine that Thanksgiving dinner, though. I can. I I want to. It sounds dope. Everybody Apocalypse reaching for the... the uh... Go ahead. Apocalypse is definitely the one who like slams his fist on the table and like gets into a huff and runs up to his room. <laughs> apocalypse is the political one and no one agrees with him but i think the actual line of de dialogue here that eric red says is that adam yours is a destiny of power for you were bred to introduce a hybrid of specific genetic potential into the shiar monarchy adam x you were born to rule the shiar imperium um don't believe that ever gets followed up on never adam x never rules the Shi'ar Imperium. And do you know what the funny thing is? He's not the only X-Men character who was bred to rule the Shi'ar Imperium. Because <laughs> Lifestream, or Lifeguard and Slipstream from Claremont's Extreme X-Men, no relationship to Adam X, also were bred for that. Hmm. Not as good characters. Seems like Also, I guess, I guess uh, Charles Xavier's new space daughter? Xandra? Mm. Do you not know about Xandra? Oh, right. From no. Mrs. And Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. X. No. Oh, yeah. Um, he, has, he has a space daughter now with uh, Li Liara. Yeah, that tracks. I yeah, like she that. can turn into an egg. <laughs> Excuse me? And, and whatever she wants. She's a shapeshifter. Yeah, but, she's best friends with Cerise from Excalibur. Mm -hmm. That's a okay. good story, folks. Read yeah. Mrs. and Mrs. X. It's fun. <laughs> The Shi'ar the Shi'ar bloodline is almost as confusing as the Scott Summers Summers family bloodline. Now, I would like to point out that we've barely talked about what actually happens in this book because it's bad, and the dialogue's bad, and the plotting is nonsensical. Like uh, the dialogue is hilarious. Well, I was Fabian in on it. I, I that's the question. 
Did he know? Um, I, I think at one point Captain Marvel says, you sandwiched me. And I'm just <laughs> sitting here going like Gordon Ramsay when he puts like two pieces of bread on that um, cook. And she's like, I'm an idiot sandwich. That's, <laughs> I, I was just like, what is going on here? It's There's no wild. way Fabian is not playing that for a joke. Like he clearly knows the innuendo there. And, you know, <laughs> this does showcase his humor a little bit. I just think that the jokes that he's trying to tell with this character and the language that it uses is just not, it's, it's hard to read. Um, it's very, yeah. very difficult to follow. Yes. And um, you can see why this, didn't last for very long, right? How long was this this volume? Six like issues? six issues, six. yeah. Yeah, there's a reason it's not going to last because no one would no one would ever want to spend more time with this particular Captain Marvel, um, even if Adam X origin stories are being shoehorned in. Yeah, so this probably definitely the worst Adam X appearance of all time. I think that's a fair statement. Oh, easily. Uh, but so. I'd say on the list, it definitely goes below 168. Is this better than 178, Pride and Wisdom? Oh, boy. I want to... At one point, Captain Marvel pulls Adam by his hair into the sky. Um, (laughs) That is also good. Adam screams, let go of me. and And Captain Marvel says, then stop cutting me. Take that as you will on your ranking. Mm. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this goes lower than that. Um, That's what I'm thinking. I actually think I found the spot that I like. All right. Tell me tell me where you're going here. I think this is better than 181 Marvel Manga vs. X-Men, but worse than Wildcats X-Men. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to put it above wow. Wildcats X-Men. Uh, I think that's... Which is oddly comparable. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so this is our new 182. I'm good with that. All right. Wait, 181. Did no you one... wait? Did you add? Uncanny? No, 182. You're right, guys. We're working off of a a emergency backup list. <laughs> this. All right. So Captain Marvel Volume Three, two to three, for Adam X Extreme completists only. Now let's get to the good stuff good uh no uh so this is uh this is from the adjectiveless run of x-men you may you may know it best as x-men and it's just called x-men 39 uh there's a real title to it i promise if i would have done my due diligence and like i don't know looked up stuff when i was supposed to instead of right now while i'm riffing uh i'd probably be a better host but it's called birds of a feather uh, and it's written by Fabian Nicieza with art by the incomparable Terry Dodson. Yeah. And this is a sweet story. This is Adam X going camping. We're seeing Adam X in a different light. I mean, so far we have seen uh, him covered in spikes. We've seen, uh, you know, the, the, the jean jacket, the blades, everything. Here he's for whatever reason, traipsing through the Alaskan wilderness in like an overcoat, a vest, a button down shirt. Um, So we're already seeing the kinder, gentler side of Adam X, the extreme. He's less extreme here. 
He's just Adam. <laughs> Which is kind of weird touch. that he's just wandering through the snow. Like, he's just taking a walk. Yeah. He had nothing better to do. Y- you are right. Though um, I, I don't know why he's in Alaska, or I don't know why Adam X does anything that he does. Uh, well, he's there because um, we have um, Scott Summers' grandfather, who, Philip. Philip, who has crashed his plane. Um, and Adam X is there to rescue him and, and save his life, um, which. If he needed a, a bigger, you know, warning sign that he is actually a Summers brother, you could do worse than this story, right? Yeah. Um, I love the connection in this. Even if, say, Adam wasn't the third Summers brother, the connection between these two characters is something I never expected to read. Um, and I loved it. May I, may I be the bearer of bad news here? <laughs> okay always that's not how genetics work he's not related to philip summers at all oh yeah not at all if he's catherine's son with the mad emperor de ken uh then catherine has her own set of family unless the summers family's got some weird stuff that frankly wouldn't be that shocked of either that's men yeah. but i mean look nate Nate is already just real into, uh, you know, keeping it in the family. But I don't think that's the situation <laughs> here with uh, Corsair and his lovely wife, wife, Catherine. So when Philip starts talking about, I feel this connection between us, it doesn't work with the proposed layout that Fabian has. That said, it's still a very nice scene. And what I actually really like about it is at one point, Adam X, you know, as Philip is going into hypothermia, Adam says, hey, wait, let me try this. And he's never done this before, but he gives Philip a very small cut and uses all of his control to not burn his blood, but just raise his body temperature a little bit to keep him alive throughout the night. (laughs) I would love to know what the heck the science could possibly be for this. Like, I don't I imagine think that works. I don't imagine he's, a scenario where he doesn't like immediately kill him in this situation. He's, he's not burning his blood. He's just, uh, he's just heating it. He's warming it. He's giving life where he's only always given death. Okay. And that's right. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's nonsense. Blind. It's beautiful. Um, it, Grandpa does go blind though. So yes, may have, may have had some repercussions. Well, I think what's also all right. So we're we're already highlighting the fact that Adam X is using his powers instead of you know his normal extreme. I'm here to like kill everybody. He's actually right. using it to help somebody, which is new. We've never seen that before. Um, but I also think it's really nice. Um, the the story is bookended by um, uh, Philip Summers, you know, remembering back to. Um, his wartime as a pilot and then to sort of calm him down adam x is kind of sharing this memory of shiar space travel i mean yeah, spaceships like, yeah um and and you know that that's comforting enough to help him get through the night um i, I also really appreciate the sort of like you know uh gene watching Adam X disappear through the window and Scott doesn't get to see him or meet him ever. 
Yeah, I really liked that, um, especially when after she does the mind link for them, he says, ma'am, he gave me just as much. He gave me something that I've been lacking since I first found myself here. He gave me hope. Like, I think yeah. that's a perfect end for Adam X to extreme. Like, if he never showed up again, I could be happy because he's happy. But he did, and it was in those Captain Marvel issues that were bad. Mm. <laughs> well, so somehow he ends up back in... Wait, is he on Earth in those issues? <laughs> yes, and here's what happens, because it's one of my favorite dumb gags. It's a callback to something back in early Claremont X-Men. But you find out that Eric the Red is actually watching all these proceedings in the hospital right. and spying on Adam X. But then you also find out that Mr. Sinister is spying on Eric the Red, spying on Adam X. <laughs> it's a great Which way to end the issue. Inception. It's so dumb. Like, guys, why would you not just be hacking into the computer at the hospital instead of Eric the Red's computer, Sinister? Why doesn't There's... he just send him like a like an AOL instant messenger message be like, hey, you just want to do this together? No, because that's what he does to Beast in the uh, Evolution universe. Which, Adam, did I tell you that I found the only drawing of Sinister in X-Men Evolution ever? Yeah, you uh, you tweeted it the other day. He looked very anime. He looks like Orin from Final Fantasy X. <laughs> it was cool. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really it, neat. It sure is something. Um... um but yeah, I like this issue. I love Terry Dodson's art in it. It's not oh, yeah. perfect. Uh, it's not like peak Terry Dodson, but I still think it's really enjoyable. Agreed. Agreed. I'm kind I, of I... upset that you mentioned that Captain Marvel came after this <laughs> because like he feels like he grew as a character, but yeah, and he regresses pretty darn hard. Good old Fabe. <laughs> I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't know. I I don't know what you do after this, though. Like, you have to, like, you have to strike while the iron's hot on this thing. And I know that Fabian has said there was supposed to be like a mini series and all this stuff, and maybe that was the plan that uh, got kind of kiboshed by editorial. But I'm struggling to see how you take the seeds that have been planted for Adam X and then really drive him into this cool new character that, like, could hold his own ongoing. Hmm. I don't know. I think he would require a, a certain amount of transformation. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that that is going to be successful keeping the backwards ball cap and some of the shatter star esque, you know, braids and things like that. But I do think that you could have an evolution where he turned into something that was a little bit more important. Um, even if he wasn't a major character, but someone that had some sort of consequence. I think the, for me, if I was Fabe, my trajectory at this point would be to put him on a team like X-Force with someone like Shatterstar, who has gone through that transformation that can help him get his own grounding. And mm -hmm. then a mini, I would, this is me, Adam X Truther saying that I do not want an ongoing. I would, I would bend over backwards for a mini or a like a one shot, but he wouldn't be able to carry an ongoing. So I'm sitting here myself. I don't know how in, you know, 94, 95, I would make Adam X relevant. I know exactly what I want to do with him in 2019. Oh, me too. 
<laughs> like there's tons of ways to bring him and just the put him put him on Donny Cates's Guardians of the Galaxy. Done. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, right? You, you did it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all you do. Let Donny Cates do that. I'm not the world's biggest Donny Cates fan. Like, uh, I'm not as hot on his Venom and Thanos and stuff and Cosmic Ghost Rider. I think Adam X would work. Yeah, I learned a lot of stuff about Venom um, because of the Donny Cates fans. Um, and I can't, I can't go back as a person, as a human being, from knowing this stuff. But <laughs> yeah, people horny for Venom. <laughs> Why? He's a pile of goo. It don't make sense. I get it. I get it, man. <laughs> Scares guys. Right. Look, chase your bliss. But there's a reason we're not a Venom podcast. <laughs> That's very fair. Venom ruined good X books on more than one occasion. Also, uh, the best. Anyway, uh, so I like this issue. I think it's a it's a real solid one shot. It's definitely one that I have fond memories of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it I think it does justice to evolving the Adam X character. It really gives him an opportunity to move forward, even if that opportunity was never realized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there's sort of a benefit to not having this character develop, right? Like we didn't get this character oversaturated in the market. So there's sort of an urban myth about this character, right? Oh yes. Like the reason we're fascinated with him and we're so excited to do an episode about him is because he's not around. And so it, it, proposes a lot of what ifs and he is such an audacious creation like audacious is a perfect word yeah it's so over the top and so of the moment um sort of capturing a zeitgeist of like what the mid to late 90s would be um i I just love it you know he he might as well be on like the illustrations for the burger king kids club um because that's kind of what he looks like wait 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 can adam x wear kid vid cosplay yeah there's there you know we talk about him being a summer's brother maybe he's brothers with kid vid i love that you know what that is um okay okay wait dan you're aware of what kid vid is right is that one of the like those no sorry the burger king kids yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He is here. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a picture. Tell me if Adam X is not Saturday or if Kid Vid is not Saturday morning cartoon Adam X. Oh, I was going to say he's the one with the glasses, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Okay. Is he <laughs> tattoos on his arms? I think in this picture he does, which is just wild. But I don't. But I don't remember uh, Kid Vid having tats. Yeah, uh, I don't either, but he does usually rock those, uh, those Cyclops visor. Uh, it's it's kind of like a big old virtual reality mask. Maybe. I don't know what they were going for there. I don't know, but he is. Yeah. Saturday morning cartoon Adam X feels right <laughs> for him. I'm pretty sure he skateboards. Also, I'm pretty sure Adam X doesn't skateboard. I just assume he did. Yeah, I think uh, we all do. And I don't think we've ever seen him skateboard. Adult I, I just, that. I don't deal in definites. Yeah, I just drew I mean, him recently and I had him on a snowboard just because of the Alaska you issue. Because that was yeah, very good. I, I just love the idea of him snowboarding. Um, you know, he's gotta be in the X Games somehow. Like, what is his what is his event? <laughs> yeah. Um I, I did I think... also once draw Adam X uh skateboarding in the only fan fiction I've ever written, which I alluded to last week uh with yeah. Leah. 
you got to republish that when this episode comes out because yeah guys uh, it's online i'll put it on the as mentioned it's, uh, it's terrific it's my four page adam x fan fiction i drew the whole thing i'm not a good artist i'm not a good writer either but hey look that worked out it, it was the fan comic that made me earlier this evening look for a single can of Mountain Dew when I stopped at the grocery store and uh, they only had 12 packs and I wasn't willing to make that kind of Mountain Dew commitment, but no. it really did make me think about it. That's fair. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I, I don't know what Adam would look like today. I just think the, the that those seeds of being an outsider and wanting to understand and be a part of something is something that a lot of good X-Men have, I would say mm -hmm. a very, very big amount. His powers are silly, but Wolverine has hot claws. So take <laughs> so that as funny. you will. Um, okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to go down this tangent for a second. Does Wolverine actually, is Wolverine's hot claws ever going to be used again? Oh no. Are they ever going to appear beyond like the three times that they got hot in Charles Soule's book? I think people are going to run, run from any of this return, infinity, whatever, like anything the, that has to infinity. do with him coming back to life. No one in the X office is going to want to touch any of it. The infinity stuff is a little bit better uh, because what's what's funny about it is the Infinity stuff is essentially Loki saying, hey, I was the original plot for the Infinity Wars uh, thing, and then editorial changed it, and it all got messed up. Uh, so now we're going to deal with some stuff. Hey, Wolverine, you want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the New 52, let me allude this back to my brand, um, Superman at one point, uh, and Jake will correct me if I'm wrong, my co-host and brother, um, Superman could do a solar flare, just like straight yes. up solar flare. Yes, uh, John Romita Jr. decided to draw that real, real, real bright. Yeah, and that is, I hope, never comes back. And it's just one of those things like, I know you have the power to do, but should you? <laughs> and well, that's Superman's no. dust. That's Superman's dust yeah. now, right? New 52 yep. Superman died, and now He's we just loaded. got John Burns Superman back. It was really, really good, and he has a great son. Um, what was, I had something to say earlier. Um, can we say what happened to Eric the Red before we continue? Oh, oh, yeah, we, we totally, we, we totally skip over that. So what, just, what happens to him in the Captain We are not going to edit this into the right spot. Everyone's just going to have to live with yeah. our shame. That's fine because he makes him explode. He blows him <laughs> up. Him and Captain Marvel. He, I don't know what his powers are. I don't know how his powers puts his bracelets together like Wonder Woman and Adam just lights this guy up, lit AF, and he just blows up. He makes him explode. He does. Um, Man, that is it... the only redeemable thing from that issue. Has hey, Eric, Eric the Red returned? Uh, no. Really? Not that I can tell. That's the final appearance of Eric the Red? <laughs> it's not the final appearance of the Eric the Red costume, because Magneto wears it for a while. Okay. But that, the actual Eric the Red, who is often other characters in disguise, but... He was Cyclops once. <laughs> uh, he's been Magneto. Yeah, I think that's the last time Eric the... No, Eric the Red shows up in Captain Marvel Volume 3, Number 4, but I'm not sure if that's a flashback or something. Okay. But Devon Shikari, that's the end of him. 
Yes. Uh, hey, we never ranked uh, this X-Men issue. Yeah, we got to rank this X-Men issue. Uh, this is better than those other two stories. Oh, for sure. But I'm trying um, to think of how much better. I think it's got a lot of heart and I I, I enjoy yeah. it. I think Dodson's art is pretty solid. Um, kind of looking up around like the 125 area. On well, the what's list? 125? 125 is X-Men Origins Jean Grey number one. Mm -hmm. I like that better because I really like the uh, Mike Mayhew art, which I oh, know yeah. I'm a bigger it's fan beautiful. of than you are. Yeah, I don't. Oh, man, uh, right sort of almost <laughs> almost cocaine almost below that is wolverine cocaine and i don't know i think this i think this is better than uncanny 300 i think this issue has a ton of heart is a great yeah. character piece um has a pretty good interaction between scott and gene and then it has a really really great interaction between gene and adam yeah here's you what know, i'm gonna say Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, Wolverine as a solo series is frustrating me recently because I'm reading all of it and there's some good and there's a heck of a lot of bad. I haven't even got to feral Wolverine yet. I'm almost there though. Is that when he loses his nose? Yeah, that's when he loses yeah. his nose. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't have his metal claws. He's, he's rocking them bone claws right now because uh, I am on issue 100 of the Wolverine uh, solo run. I have like 80 more to go and I'm very excited. Is this something you do to hurt yourself or <laughs> here's the, here's the problem. And I think I've said this on air, but about a year and a half ago, I realized that I was theoretically pretty close to reading every X-Men comic. Like mathematically, I was almost there, which is pretty wild. It's, it says a lot that I have children and I'm <laughs> also having read almost every X-Men comic. Yeah. That's impressive. So I started looking for the big gaps that I had and I wanted to fill those. And Wolverine was one I knew was a huge gap that I had to get through. And I'm just, I'm just going through it. Larry Hama is a very talented guy. I know GI Joe's good, uh, but Larry Hama definitely like when someone says that Larry Hama only plotted like two or three pages ahead of where he was currently writing, I buy it because sometimes it works out and it's great. And sometimes I don't know what Larry Hama's talking about. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, I'm going to say that this is below X-Men origins, Jean gray above Wolverine cocaine and above X-Men to protect and to serve. Agreed. So new one X-Men 39, Birds of a Feather, or Nice Adam X. <laughs> and that, my friends, does it. We are now, and I can't believe this, past 200 stories on this list. We are at 201. Wow. That's a lot. Which means that we have read at least 200 X-Men stories. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Do uh, you? Because... <laughs> I feel like it's something that I can't really brag about. What, what do you mean? You, you know, you've almost read all of X-Men. I yeah. also can't brag about that. That's terrible. Doesn't Marvel send you like a badge or something? Friggin' <laughs> hey, JDW, JDW. Hey, 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 send me a badge. 
Send me a badge. <laughs> It'll be a no prize. It'll be an empty envelope. Oh my gosh. Look, if Marvel sent me a no prize, <laughs> one, I don't think that's how no prizes work. It's not. Two, it would be great. By the way, for people who aren't in the know on this, a no prize was something Marvel sent out in like the 60s or 70s in 80s when someone was like, oh, you guys have a plot hole here, but what if it was this, 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 and this in the letters column? And they were like, yeah, you're being really pedantic here. These are stories about guys in tights, but here you go. Here's an empty envelope. <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's a beautiful thing they did. Well, Dan, thank you so much for um, taking us over 200. Uh, that's greatly appreciated. Hey, I carried you guys over the threshold. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Covered in blades. We're all nicked <laughs> up now, you know. It's great. Doing doing sick kick flips hey dan where can where can people find you and all you do on the internet so you can find me at dc super sons on twitter or my own personal one at dan the mcmahon um i run a podcast called super sons we try to break down the dc universe to make it a little bit more accessible to new readers and people who aren't into comic books um so after this i have to go back over the fence to my team that's exciting and one other thing that Dan does, and I alluded to it earlier, but Dan is one of our supporters on Patreon. And it's not often we get a support or we get to thank those people in person, but thank you, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Me and Jake, my co-host, have been longtime fans. Um, and it's great. It's a great show. So we'll continue supporting you. Oh, well, thank you. If you want to be like Dan and support this great show, you can go on over to patreon.com slash Xavier Files. If you pitch in at the $2 a month level, uh, you can uh, you can just kind of get an episode built around you. And maybe if I know you and I forget that you requested it, which I probably <laughs> will because we have requests into like June at this point, uh, I might invite you on the show. Who knows? Adam could invite you too, but he doesn't always see these DMs. It's a weird system, but we're working <laughs> through it. You can also go on higher levels and, uh, oh, you can ask questions for the Q&A sessions that I do i'm going to do a live youtube q a live stream thing right after this fun fact as i was coming down here i was listening to the rob you know the rob right guy who has me blocked on twitter and i'm trying to get an interview at c2e2 with <laughs> i've never interacted with him i actually got got curious one day and looked and said maybe i was a jerk in the past i, I that would track i never talked about the rob it was weird anyway you were on a list I'm yeah. sure it's not a big deal. I'm only a little upset. Anyway, I do follow him on Instagram and he was doing a live stream. Uh, the Rob is just delightful. Listen to this guy talk about comics. He's great. He's great. He's he spent like 15 minutes talking about one issue of Fantastic Four that he loves. <laughs> well, if nothing else, he loves comics and he, he is does. so enthusiastic and is so funny. Um, and so genuine in that love that it, it's kind of hard to dismiss. He spent like five minutes playing with a cable action figure and being like, guys, this is so cool. There's a cool cable action figure. Look how detailed he is. I love him. Yeah. Jeez, guys, the Rob actually maybe a maybe he's awesome. I don't know. I love people who love things. He Just... does love things. That's the truth. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, you can find me on Twitter at Xavier Files. Uh, that's where I have stuff. You know the drill. Uh, XavierFiles.com has all the latest and greatest in X-Men news, media, entertainment, and the like. Adam, 
find you lying on go <laughs> guys you can always follow me on twitter at arthur stacy um we're wrapping up the end of bish and jubes attack on the mansion at the it's end of march good. uh thank you um so when this airs you will also have really gotten to the big reveal at the end of uh, attack on the mansion if you want a um, print copy of it as an actual zine head over to adamrec.bigcartel.com um you can get one for three bucks all right Dan, thank you so much. Thanks for having for me. For coming on one last time. But then, until <laughs> then, this has been Battle of the Atom. We hope you survived the experience. Get it! Okay, nope, 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 nope. Cutting that bit out. That gets darker than than I want this podcast to go. It's very true for Apocalypse. It's not what I want. Yeah, aren't you guys an Antifa, Antifa podcast? We're a lot of things. That was a couple episodes ago. We we switch it up every uh, every episode. Um,